We, the people, Congress shall make no law. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. And now, your host, Tony Ashcraft. Welcome to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. I am your host, Tony Ashcraft. Happy Second Amendment Tuesday to you. And in the studio with me today, a special guest, fresh off his full auto rock and roll tour, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Adam Smasher. Thank you for having me, Tony. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. This, is, this is my super serious <laughs> voice. Super serious radio voice? That's right. That's great. I'm puffing my, I'm puffing my chest out, too. There I don't you know go. Why. You're feeling pretty manly? I, yeah, I am feeling pretty manly. Hey, you know what? We got a couple things to cover, but listen, Adam is on here because um, we upped his man card last week, and uh, uh, he's going to share that experience, and I do mean experience, and uh, something a little bit different we did. We took him to shoot, and... Uh, I think you might have liked it, but uh, I, I want to cover. You did? I did. Yeah, I did a lot. And I have the full video, by the way. I just finished uh, editing like, I don't know, about an hour ago. So I'll post that to Facebook and stuff. So no, that'll be great. You guys want to check this out. It's super, super cool. The 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 Glock in uh, full automatic uh, slow-mo, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to see that. And I, I, yeah, I haven't actually seen the video yet. I saw the other one. The other one was great. Um, a, a few little uh, things we want to cover before we get going. If you're watching us on Facebook, we appreciate it. And as always, if you want to continue listening to us, and we hope you do after the first segment, you can stream us live at VinylDraftRadio.com or download the TuneIn app and mark Vinyl Draft as your favorite and tap that app. That way you can uh, you can have us wherever you go. Not only our programming, there's a lot of good programming on here, but you guys may not know, but Vinyl Draft Radio play some awesome music so it's not just talk there's a ton of content here you guys can take with you uh let's get to the firing line and in the never-ending saga that is dick's sporting goods once again here we go now um uh, you guys know recently that that you know dick's sporting goods did this deal where well you know 18 to buy a long gun we think you need to be 21 because we're smarter than you so we're going to change it uh, don't worry about what your rights are, just what we want. So uh, I likened it to a bar thinking that 21 should be uh, too too young to serve a drink, so let's just up it to 25. Nobody would go there. I wouldn't buy a drink from there. I mean, you're out of your damn mind. But uh, So um, Springfield Armory, who's a big company, been around for a long time. You guys know Springfield. Springfield recently came out and said, you know what, Dick Sporting Goods? Fine, do what you want, but you're not doing business with us. So they cut Dick Sporting Goods off. So if you want Springfield stuff, Dick's does not have it. And I say good for them. Um, uh, I, I've been hating on Dick Sporting Goods, and I think rightfully so. And I don't want to use the word boycott because I think boycotts, I think that's just a dumb thing, a dumb word. But the idea of it is good because if we think about business, if we think about businesses and, and what they do and their attitudes and why do we support a business, there's a couple of reasons. A value is one thing. They have what we want. And they have it at a good price. We like their customer service, so we go in there. But why would we not go to a business? Because they don't support some of the things that um, that we do. You know, if a business doesn't treat folks right, and not just you, but everybody, um, uh, you know, bad customer experience goes a long way. Uh, and in that vein, I think beyond, you know, a Facebook meme or chit-chatting with your buddies at work about, yeah, dicks ain't selling AR-15s no more. I ain't never going in there. I ain't never getting nothing. I tried to buy a revolver from them. They told me I had to be 54 years old before I get one. You believe that? That is spot on. So we're not doing that anymore. 
Uh, anyway, just don't go. Just stop. Because what affects a business more than anything else? It's not a Facebook meme. It's not an argument with your coworker. It's not some you know BS thing you, you have with your relatives. It's money. The bottom line is the dollar because they're in business to make money. And if you take the ability away from them to generate revenue, that's going to cause them to close the doors. And if they don't support uh, the Second Amendment, and let's, let's, I mean, it's not like they're, I, you know, I said it a couple of weeks ago, it's not like they're Walmart where they sell milk and eggs and diapers and all kinds of other stuff. And oh, yeah, by the way, we happen to have guns. No, they're a sporting goods store for God's sakes. This is what they do. So, how does a sporting goods store go, hey, yeah, you know, come in? We got tents, we got boots, we got scopes, we got ammunition, but oh, sorry, we don't have guns. You want to hunt? I guess you got to do it with this rock. Pretty soon they'll outlaw rocks too, I guess. But uh, yeah, dicks needs to be uh, to be leaned on uh, in a real bad kind of way with the money thing. And but I, you know, the thing the thing with that is is I guess if they were known as a liberal kind of 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 store uh, or or organization and and then I could almost see but it seems like they just did that strictly for publicity for to 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 so that people's perception of them to change people's perception and it wasn't it's like they they don't wholeheartedly believe that uh you know that you should be 21 uh yeah i i know you're right i think it is a it is kind of a feel good thing but that being said, um, they they have also recently hired a PR firm, a lobbying firm, to go to Washington and lobby against some Second Amendment rights, mm. which is pretty pretty not pretty not good, yeah. you know, no. pretty pretty not good as we say here in Texas. Um, but that whole anti Second Amendment thing, it's it's a contradictory uh, statement to the the essence of your business. Like you said, it's not as if they're a liberal organization. It's not like Starbucks. You know, if Starbucks comes out and says, you know what, I think guns are bad. Okay, good. That's what I expect from there. But I also don't go in there to buy a gun. Exactly. You know, I, I say I don't go in there for anything. But, um, but you know, you you expect those kinds of attitudes from from different businesses. And I'm not saying that, that every gun or every business out there should be pro-Second Amendment or anti-Second Amendment. But don't paint one picture and then act in a different way. Um, it's just not it's not fair. I think it's disingenuous. I think, you know, uh, from a business model, I think you shoot yourself in the foot, um, parenthetically. Well, I've heard. Tell me this, because I've heard from many people, uh, every, everyone I know who is a, a gun owner really into guns, uh, you know, either collecting or just whatever. Uh, for a hobby, they a lot of them had said, "Oh, well, it's whatever. I don't buy guns at Dick's anyway." Is Dick's really an option for for gun owners to go and buy, or or is it just you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, well, they are. I mean, just as much as a a Bass Pro or a Cabela's would be. No, they're not a specialty gun store, right? But certainly in a big box retail type environment, I mean, they carry, um, or they did at one time, I don't know what they're doing now, but you know, a lot of bolt action guns popular with hunters and bolt action guns can be expensive and guys that hunt are very serious about hunting and they don't mind spending the money. And then all of the accessories that go with that stuff, you know, um, scopes, scope mounts, um, straps, gun bags. There's just a ton of stuff, cleaning supplies. There's all these ancillary products that go with that. So no, I don't know that Dick's was a, a destination location and and that's fine one way or the other but but i think that you know to take that away completely if you said hey listen if dicks would have come out and framed it a little bit differently if they would have said hey look um the gun thing 
you know, the climate, we want to take a step back. We're going to scale it down just a little bit or maybe even not said anything about it and just scaled it down inside the store. Maybe no one right. would notice. But when you come out and go, hey, we're a sporting goods store, but we're not selling guns anymore. What kind of message does that send? You but, know? OK, secretly, though, are you happy that they're not? Because that yeah. just means less competition. For That's you. exactly what and, that means. That's exactly. <laughs> and the Black Rifle Company. Yes, and Black Rifle Company is is loving. Well, that. let me ask you. Let me ask you this, too, because uh, when you were talking about it, I was I was just curious uh, because, again, I'm not familiar with uh, I've I don't think I've ever purchased a gun. I was given a shotgun when I was a kid and I went hunting uh, a lot as a kid. But is is. You mentioned customer service. Mm -hmm. Is that the main difference between a small mom and pop shop like Black Rifle Company and Dick's? And is that what you strive for? Because I guess what I'm saying is, is it? Do you guys really have like competitive competitive prices, or all guns are about the same? And they you, are. You you want to like focus on? Hey, yeah, but yeah. you're going to get the personal service at our shop. Sure. Well, beyond the personal service thing, uh, the AR-15. One of the reasons that it's so popular is because it is sort of like the Lego Erector set of firearms. You know, if you go buy, let's say, a, um, a Remington 700. Uh, off the shelf at it's the same at Dick's as it is at Cabela's as it would be at Academy wherever it's all exactly the same but since an AR-15 is there's a zillion parts you can add onto it and you can build it just the way you like it there's about a million different stocks there's different trigger groups there's different barrels different barrel profiles calibers free float fixed a2 front post sight flip up sights there's, i have no idea what you're saying right now but it sounds cool uh, yeah so you you can build it however you want i mean okay. think think about this if you went to a custom car builder and right. you said hey frame up build me a whatever versus going to the dealership and buying a vet or a truck or whatever right it's that much it's that different so yeah i mean customer service just on a person to person level yeah we do strive for a much higher level of customer service but i feel like um that we have a higher level of expertise so my goal at black rifle company is when somebody comes in and says hey i want to buy an ar15 well i start talking to them about you know some people think that they know what they want, but they don't actually know what they want, or right. they just don't know how to right. get there because they have a buddy that says, oh, yeah, I got this, so get this. Mm -hmm. And buying something because your friend has one is probably the worst reason. So I talk to them about, try to see what level of experience they have, and I don't want to come at them like, well, have you ever owned an AR-15 before? Because you haven't. I'm about to tell you what to do. No, I don't do that. But I want to make sure that that my level of conversation with them and my level of education that I offer to them, I want to educate them, give them some options, and let them make the decision that they feel like is best for them. So I want to give them the highest level of information that I can and let them spend their money where they think they're going to get the most value. And there's been some customers that have come in that have wanted one thing or another, but ended up leaving with something else. Ended up leaving with something else or ended up not spending the money. Right. I will tell them, listen, I would like to take your money but you're not going to get out of that what you think you're going to get out of it. That's either you either got the wrong information or there's a different way to do it. And I, so, yeah, I turn away money. I mean, if I if I sold everything that everybody right. wanted to buy. I'd but that's smart, though, because it's a good business model, because because, you know, if you steer them in the right direction and this can be applied to any business, they're going to be repeat customers and they're going to refer their friends. I have a, a auto a mechanic shop by my house. It's locally owned. Mm -hmm. Good, uh, you know, God fearing uh, Christians own it. Right. So they you know, it's like uh, they couldn't rip you off because they feel guilty. It's like the Catholic <laughs> guilt thing. Right. Uh, but they do a great job. They always they never try to get me to do things 
things uh, to my truck. You know how you go in, oh, well, you need this and right. this and this. Um, and I, every person I talk to in my neck of the woods, I always refer that shop to them to that shop. Same thing goes goes for you. And and I can tell you guys just by knowing Tony that if you are, you know, thinking about you know, a firearm is, is something that's a serious purchase. Absolutely. All right. It's a serious purchase. And, you know, that that those firearms will last you for life. You know, it's it's but you can guaranteed if you go into Black Rifle Company with Tony, he is going to educate you and he knows exactly what he's talking about, as opposed to going to somewhere like Dick's where you might have like a college kid who knows nothing about, right. you know what I mean? So that's why I would always, in, in certain instances, uh, the, the smaller mom and pops are, are the way to go. And if I know if something goes wrong with my product, there's nothing I hate more than buying something from like Best Buy and yep. electronics go out or whatever. And then I have to, I can't just take it in and go, hey, this is, if I didn't buy the protection or whatever, if I have something wrong on my gun, I can just, I'm going to see Tony. Yep. Boom. You know, yeah, we'll try to fix it up. But we try to, you know, we build them, we build them by hand and we build them because I, I would hate to think that someone comes in the shop and buys a gun that I've talked to them about, and then they go home and they get on the internet and they start trying to buy more accessories for it. Not only because, I'll be honest, I want the business, but if I didn't build you a gun when you walk out that's ready for you to leave my shop and go straight to the range and shoot and have a smile on your face when you're done, right. then I've done something wrong. I've shorted you. Because that's not, you should get exactly what you want. If, if we're going to talk about it and we're going to build it from the receiver up, then you should get the best gun for your money. And also, you know, I like to talk to folks about um, if somebody says, well, I want to do this later, or I want to build a gun like this, but I don't quite have the money and I'm going to save up, I'll build them a basic platform with a pathway to expansion to where they want to get to so they can afford their gun now, take it out, shoot it, get used to it, and add on stuff later. You know, occasionally people will say, well, I want this type of scope and I'm not really sure if I want to get it. Well, don't buy it now. Go and use it, and if you decide you need it, come back and tell me your experience. Tell me where the shortcomings were, and and we'll do something else if you need to. But don't spend the money unless you have to. And uh, I like to create value rather than just to, to create a sale, and I think that that's the difference between uh, you know uh, a company like Black Rifle Company and a Dix or an Academy or – you know, Cabela's or insert big box store here. I don't think it would be that difficult for people. Like when you ask people to ban Walmart or, or to boycott Walmart, that's kind of hard to do because their prices are fairly lower than most. <laughs> and, they're, and, they're, and they're everywhere. But but as as like dicks, I mean, we have academies everywhere. Why not? You know what I mean? I yeah. don't think it'd be that hard. No, it, no, it really, really wouldn't. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Bullet points on Vinyl Draft Radio with Tony Ashcraft and Adam Smasher. I think it's time to go blow something up. We'll be right back. Explosions! Bullet points on Vital Draft Radio. Tony Ashcraft and Adam Smasher here. I love that guy when he goes, Explosion! You know, that's, uh, I think Tegan added that in, didn't you? <laughs> he, uh, when we were that's recording the- that song... He decided at the end of it he was just going to scream explosions, and we're like, yeah, we're leaving that in there. Um, guys, during the commercial break, uh, Tony and Tegan were talking about uh, cars and carburetors and, like, guns, and, and I, it's just, like, all foreign, like, Latin to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Man, man. So Adam's man card got punched here recently, but uh, I think probably probably for the first time. Um, Probably for the first time. Yeah, that, that's that's the first time um, I've I've, sh- I've uh, shot an AR before, uh, but 
not like that, okay? And let me tell you guys, let me tell you guys, when we went to the range, <laughs> it, you know, there are a few other people shooting, but every time when Tony brings out his, his bag of goodies uh, and starts shooting, uh, everyone stops and they come over and go, what is that? What kind of, what kind of caliber is that? Because he has all the cool toys. Yeah, did you see there was a there was a couple of guys that it took them a while before they would come over like we had a rabid pit bull on a chain or something and they wanted to pet it but they were sort of sort of scared to approach because they were like, "Uh, what is uh, uh. Well, and here's the sound you in the, you go in the in the range and you can hear, you know, and then you know where Tony is. Right. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was uh it was something else. So what we took out um uh, ask Adam a while back if he wanted to go shoot because, you know, I knew he was still a little bit not manly. And uh, I thought, what better way to punch a dude's man card than to take him and cut him loose with some fully automatic weapons? So wow. that is exactly what we did. Um, what we have here are what we what we have was a, uh, a Glock 17. So it's a it's a G17, the nine millimeter. It's a Generation 4 that came into us as a police department trade-in. So we took it and converted it to fully automatic. And before you guys say, you can't do that, that's illegal. Well, hey, guess what? I'm a manufacturer, so yeah, we can. So no, it's not illegal for uh, for you guys to own civilians. So y'all can't go buying that, can't go doing it, and, and don't, because it is 100% illegal for you to do. But What can you get? What kind of jail time can you get for that? Uh, that's 10 years federal time. and Federal? The, oh, yeah, it's federal time, so that's... Um, that's real time. That's real time. There's no time off for good behavior. You're just you're just sitting. And the fine is something obnoxious too. I want to say it's uh, I think it's a hundred thousand dollars. But good God, yeah, that's any any NFA violation. So machine guns or sniper weapons. And yeah. how much does it cost to convert? Like how much money would I have to put into it if I wanted to convert it to fully automatic? Uh, not much. What? Yeah, cheaper than you think. A ballpark. That whole gun, um, that entire gun, including the cost of the original pistol, uh, it's probably nine hundred bucks in that gun. Okay, so you guys subtract nine hundred dollars from a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's really not that that doesn't right. weigh in your favor. No, no, the benefits are simply not there. Remember us talking about value in the last segment? Yes. Not there. No. Not there at all. No. Nope. No, but uh, licensed manufacturers, we can make. Um, we can make fully automatic weapons for research and development purposes. They can only be sold to other dealers or police departments or government agencies under specific circumstances. There's still other forms and stuff. I mean, just because we make it, we can't tote it around everywhere. I mean, I can't carry it as a as a sidearm. You know, it, it is it's still very strictly controlled, even though it's under the purview of our license. But um, you know, even moving it around from dealer to dealer is, is still. Uh, a whole bunch of paperwork we have to follow. So I don't want you guys to think, oh, we can just crank out machine guns whenever we want to and everything's cool because it's not. There's only, um, and so I know some of you guys out there are probably thinking, well, you know, I like to have a machine gun too. Can I? As a civilian, yeah, you can. Uh, there are roughly, um, it falls under the National Firearms Act. So so NFA items is what we're talking about. So when you hear me say NFA, uh, NFA is inclusive of fully automatic weapons, uh, AOWs, which are any other weapons, which is a, a funky class of kind of shotgun, short barrel. It's a weird thing. But in uh, SBRs, which are short barrel rifles, SBS is short barrel shotguns and silencers. So all these things uh, fall under um, the National Firearms Act. So it's a lot of paperwork. You have to have a trust, and 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 there are there's plenty of silencers out there to be had. A civilian can manufacture a short barrel rifle, cut down the barrel, or just buy a shortened barrel to begin with. Same thing with a shotgun. AOWs can be produced pretty readily. Um, again, silencers are out there everywhere, but a machine gun. 
there are only um, X amount of machine guns out there that are civilian transferable so that civilians can legally own. Uh, I think total items uh, in the NFA registry are around 178,000 nationwide, uh, which a gun population by most estimates of between 280 and 300 million, that is a small, small number. And these fully automatic or, or, or civilian transferable full autos can tip the scales at 15, 20, 25 thousand dollars. Uh, some of the belt fed full autos um, are as much as uh, as 50, 60, 70 thousand dollars because there's just not that many of them. It's not as if, you know, this guy won't sell me his. I'll just go buy another one. No, you won't. There might not be another one out there like it. Right. Um, so they're they're few and far between. They're very expensive and very difficult to get. Uh, so, I, you know, that it, it makes me laugh when I hear people on TV talking about, um, you know, everything is a machine gun. Everything is an assault rifle. I'm like, it just sounds so ridiculous. You know, it, it, I, I learned that it, it's it is it's very different uh, how movies and TV portray weapons than they actually are. Yep. Of course, they glamorize them. And when you actually now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, weapons are dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you know, so I'm not going to be like. Uh, although, did you like the clip I edited with the video with Rambo? He's got like one hand. He's like, Arr! but uh, they they glamorize them. So it, it is very different. So I think. I I would advise people to to educate themselves just to uh, you know even if you're anti-gun educate yourself and you might have the same opinion but your opinion might change. That's true. You know? Yeah, and I know guns aren't from every are for everybody and and I don't expect that. I mean, you know, diversity of opinion is uh is sort of what makes this country roll. Um if you don't like guns, then don't like guns, but as Adam said, you know, you should always educate yourself about firearms. You should always know about firearm safety. You should always know about firearm laws. Um, so that you can make a better informed decision for yourself and your family, be that in the eventual purchase of a firearm or protecting your family and yourself, uh, keeping your family and yourself safe from firearms. Because people, I mean, accidents do happen. And I, I, I am of the mind that 99.9% um, that of the time in an imperfect world that uh, gun accidents are preventable. I think, oh, yeah. I think people just, they don't take the precautions, they're careless, they don't store a gun correctly, they don't take the time to, to clean it properly, load it, unload it, store their ammunition, store their weapon correctly, and then, you know, accidents happen, people get hurt, and then uh, the entire Second Amendment uh, populace takes a bad rap because guns suddenly become the bad thing um when it's not uh, it's a gun is an animate object it's not it doesn't have a mind of its own as you said and i think it's very important you've talked about this before even if you're not like we don't really have guns in my house i'm not anti-gun obviously but um i will when my kid uh and mine my oldest is 10 right now pretty soon i'm gonna i'm i will educate them just in case you never know they're gonna be at a friend's house something's gonna happen i need them to know kids need to know that uh, a weapon it can be dangerous and it's not to be played with right you know yeah that's very true and that i think that is if there's one thing that uh that you guys take from this show and and what we say here is uh exactly i'll echo what adam just said that uh 
you have to educate your children whether or not you have guns in the house. Because if you don't, I guarantee you someone else does. Sooner or later, your child is going to be exposed to a weapon in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Be there, you know, if um, if my my girls, if they have friends that come over, um, you know, there's guns at my house. Of course, we put them away and we secure them. But at the same they're time, they're just laying out on the concrete. Yeah, they're table. just laying out on the concrete. <laughs> Check it out, machine gun. You guys want a peanut butter sandwich? Um, but we, uh, one of my daughters has a friend, and her dad takes her to shoot. And she's not uh, not a competitive shooter, but she shoots handguns fairly regularly. So I talked to the dad at one point in time, and uh, we talked on the phone. And uh, I said, "Would it be okay if she went shooting with us?" And he said, "Yeah." And it was a it wasn't a short conversation. It was a pretty lengthy conversation, but it was a it was a dad to dad. Hey, I think you got this, and and yeah. And I reassured him that that absolutely, I, I will I will keep your daughter as safe as I would keep one of my own and the other children that are with me. Because, um, I mean, you can imagine. Uh, uh, well, for me personally, and I'm sure the rest of you are, are right there with me. If if I had a gun somewhere that was stored improperly or you know improperly secured or it wasn't cleaned or it wasn't whatever if i did something negligent and that gun was the cause of a child or another human being to get injured i honestly don't know how i could uh how i could live with that how i could deal with that because that's that's 100 percent preventable right in my mind it is i said 99.9 but i mean you know short of <laughs> You know, short of somebody breaking into your house and prying everything open and getting a gun and throwing it up in the air until it goes off and kills them. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't stop stupid, but you can certainly, I think, by education and just it has to be a repetitive education. You know, you mentioned that that uh, that you were going to that you were going to have a conversation. And I think I think you have more than one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I think it's a continuing thing. I think it is an ongoing thing. And I think that um, at least for me anyway, when I talk to my kids about it. Um, I get feedback from them. I say, hey, what do you think? I make sure that when I have a conversation with them, I make sure, especially my, my six-year-old, my 13, 14-year-old, I think they kind of get it. Um, at least I hope you, you guys better get it if you're listening. Right. Come on, smack you upside the head. But um, but my six-year-old, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that I get good feedback from him. You know, I get interactive with him. To, hey, you know, if you see this, tell me what you're going to do. You know, how are you going to act? What should you do and what could happen? But you're, you're right as far as, as keeping up with the conversation. A friend of mine, uh, we, we just entered that age where, where our, our oldest, they, you know, have to have the, the sex talk or whatever. Right. And you have to keep checking in, as we say, with That's them it. to make sure. I, you know, the, he just asked. I had to explain to him what a boner was the other day. And that was a good conversation. Ha. Yeah. Ha. Better yeah. you than me, brother. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> stick with us. We're going to talk more about guns, cars, and <laughs> boners. Boners, I suppose (laughs) right after the break stay with us this is bullet points on vinyl draft radio tony ashcraft in studio adam smasher um we're talking full auto we're talking a little bit of cars and adam was talking about boners and i think we're going to leave that one back in the last segment fine yeah yeah you can do that on your own show buddy um uh, so but i took adam to shoot um i thought you know why why take him with something take him and give him something just just out of the box regular because that's kind of boring. Yeah, you don't you don't want to like uh, let's start with something now. Let's just let's no, get it. Let, let's, let's get it because you know his his man card count was so low, just so far down. 
I thought that we uh, we maybe had to give him a little little extra boost of boost true. of man cardism. I, I also have low T. <laughs> That's right, and that I can't help you with, my friend. <laughs> I, I would like to, but uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, so I, I took a a full auto Glock 17. We also took a um, a G9. A G9 is a uh, it's a nine uh, millimeter Glock based AR-15 short barrel rifle equipped with a Fostec Echo trigger. So, Adam, no, he doesn't know anything about it, but he was falling asleep over there, me talking about this stuff. Hold on a second. Yeah, you did explain to me what the Echo trigger was, and that was that was very cool. It, it shoots. Now, when you pull the trigger, and, and you got to keep a steady rhythm, but you pull the trigger, it fires one, you let it go, it fires one, and you, know, you keep going, you have to get that rhythm. It's kind of like a boxing, like a speed bag. Yeah. You know? It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. So out of all the, um, and, uh, you know, so Adam, you, you, you know, you said you'd been around guns and the bar, you right. shot when you were younger, but you know, not a, not a going to the range kind of guy. And we talked a little bit about, um, you know, the perception of weapons. So, so tell me this before we went, you, you went and, uh, I put, uh, f- um, uh, fully automatic America based goodness in your hands for the first time. What was your perception before you shot a machine gun and after? What, what was the what were the what's the biggest takeaway from that? Um, you know, I think uh, I think because it's portrayed as as you know uh, you know you know you're, you've got a gun, you're, people are careless and reckless, and you could hurt people. But man, I tell you what, I I don't think I think that might have been my first time in a range period. Anytime I've, I've shot a gun, it's always been outside, outdoors, in the sugarcane field or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are so many rules and safety regulations that you must abide by uh, that it's almost, you know, it's they're very strict about things. So, um, uh, yeah, so that was, you know, that was, you know, I wasn't expecting as much, you know. I just thought, yeah, we just go in there and you're all right, let's pop off a few, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there, there are regulations that you have to, that you have to abide by. Yeah, and all those regulations are in the name of safety. Now, one could argue that the gun range doesn't want to get sued, and that would be true. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, there was the exception of the um, the gun range accident. So there's been a couple um, this year in and around Harris County. I think one of them, the guy was charged uh, negligence on his part. So negligence is not really an accident. It's your inability to pay attention to what you're doing um, and that resulting in the injury of another person. So I I don't know the details uh, on what exactly the negligent part of it was. But, um, you know, again, it all comes down to, to safety, and safety is a big thing. And, you know, some guys don't take it as seriously as they should because they get the attitude, well, you know, I've been around guns all my life. I grew up hunting, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, all of that's true. Right. But what's what's true as well is that we're human and we make mistakes. We forget things. And it's not a perfect world. And I think that if you are going to be a responsible gun owner, then safety is should be your you're on your highest priority. Well, I, I had, I too, it was one of those guys, one of those kids who, you know, went hunting uh, with, uh, you know, as a kid. And, you know, so I, yeah, if you give me a shotgun, I can take it, I can load it, you know, whether it be a, a pump action or automatic, whatever. Um, but I had never, it's very different with, with these types of weapons. And another misconception before I, I forget is, 
in TV and the movies, when you see fully automatic weapons, these guys are like shooting for, you know, like 30 <laughs> seconds, just spraying bullets, okay? That is not how it is. In fact, in, in, in the magazine, it's not a clip, it's a magazine. Thank you. That, that we use 32 <clears throat> rounds of ammo and in a fully automatic weapon, it literally took maybe three seconds for 32 to, to spit out and you were done. Uh, and it, I was I was amazed at how fast uh, that went. Yeah, you guys, when Adam gets the uh, the video posted on Facebook, uh, the slow-mo thing, if you will look at how many spent shells of brass are suspended in the air before the first one has hit, yeah. there's probably... There's probably 18 or 20 of them just floating in the air. The first one hasn't even had the opportunity to hit the ground yet. Um, yeah, it is remarkably, remarkably quick. So, yeah, the movies, um, I mean, Full Auto Fire. Full Auto Fire is two things. One, it like Adam said, it, it doesn't last for shit. It's gone in a heartbeat. And the other thing, it is it is woefully inaccurate. Oh, now, yeah. I, I will say that that Adam did pretty good on his his uh, his accuracy, which I was surprised. He he literally shot um, like every hole that I put in the center of the target. He shot right through those holes. It was yeah. amazing. See, Tony's he has you know bullet. He has holes sprayed all over the target. Mine, all of mine, just through the same hole each time. That's how I'm like I'm like Will Smith in Suicide Squad. <laughs> call me Deadshot. Deadshot. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're right. It's it's very. And I, in fact, I was looking at the video, uh, which again I'll post right either now, like right after the show, the full video. I'm looking at me, uh, you know, and as soon as I pull the trigger, I mean, it lit it it throws it throws me back, you know, it throws my shoulder back, which you know causes the gun to go up a little bit. So there's yeah there's there's not much accuracy uh, there. No, there's really not. And full autos are kind of tough to control because um, there is no. If, if you're shooting a, a handgun or or even a rifle as a single shot, you know AR-15s don't have very much recoil. Most of them no perceived recoil, so the the barrel doesn't jump much. But in a handgun, you know you fire a shot, and even if you're firing pretty quickly, there is sort of a rhythm where the the front of the barrel is going to come up, and then you're going to wait till it sort of settles back down, and then you're going to shoot your next shot. But with full auto, obviously, you got your finger on the trigger, you're holding it down, and it's spraying, so it starts to go up, and it you can't react quick enough to keep that thing on target, and, and it just starts to go. The last time I shot, Tony made me. He's like, "All right, look, just squeeze the trigger and don't let go, like all <laughs> in one shot." And and again, I did, and it it maybe three seconds, if that, uh, and it was uh, it was gone. Yeah, it's something to get used to if you've never fired a, a fully automatic weapon before. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of gun ranges around town that will rent fully automatic weapons to you. And I'm going to be honest, again, you've said this many times, but it's fun. No, it's a lot you know, of fun. You're in a safe environment. You know, it, it's, you know, it's fun. You know, it is fun. I, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's very enjoyable, except for reloading the magazines after. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah you, you definitely need so a hard. caddy for, for that. Yeah, you need an ammo caddy. We blew through. Um, uh, I had close to 600 rounds of ammunition, and with from the time that we got there and walked in, and uh, Adam filled out his, if I accidentally shoot myself, it's not your fault piece of paper. Uh, so once we got the waiver done, got our eyes and ears on, and we uh, we walked through some basic um, uh, basic grip techniques, so the uh, so the Glock wouldn't fly out of his hands when he shot it. 
uh, and we got in there, did that, loaded up, and even the load time. Now, I brought six 32-round Glock magazines with me, and loading each of those by hand, uh, we blew through almost 600 rounds of ammo in probably a net time of about 45, 50 minutes. It went quick. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous, and we were about ankle deep in brass. And I've actually went out there. Um, I've taken a thousand round case with me before, and you know, blow through it in a couple hours, even I, with I the reloading. Totally see that. Yeah, I mean, it goes by quick. What What is your now? You You really? It seemed like you really enjoyed the uh, uh, the the Glock uh, when you converted it to fully automatic. What is like your favorite gun to shoot to, mm. like, you, to bring to the range? Okay. I have a Sig Sauer 229 chambered in 357 Sig with an SRT. That's a short reset trigger. And it was a law enforcement trade-in. The gun is old and it's kind of beat up, uh, but it shoots very, very well. And I think if I could just have one gun just to squeeze off rounds all day long, it would be that one. It's just a pleasure to shoot. And everybody has their favorite gun. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody has the one that they go to that they love to shoot. But... You know, part of it is, um, I mean, it's it's a nice gun. It's a gun that I like. You know, again, everybody has their brand of, of favorites. Some guys are just Glock guys. Some guys are, are 1911 guys. Um, and uh, some people are sick guys. H&K, there's, there's a ton of brands out there. But um, uh, that one feels real comfortable for me. And, again, I'm just used to it. I've had it for a long time. I'm very good with it, very accurate with it, very proficient with it. Um and, and I enjoy it. Uh, there's also a, a SIG P220, which is a 45. It's a full-size, it's a bigger gun. Oh, yeah, the P220, ECP. right. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very yeah, yeah, that one. with those, right. Uh, the same one that, that you have. <clears throat> um, the uh, the 220 is, is awesome, too, uh, and I enjoy it. How proficient are you with a grenade launcher? Um as proficient as you need to be with a grenade launcher, so pretty close. Is, it, is there anywhere you can go to throw grenades? Um, like a grenade range? I think there used to be one in spring, but it was only open for a day. <laughs> for obvious reasons. For us. Can launcher. Oh. No, you know what? I've got that. Yes, yes, so I've got they were that. trying to tell me about this Coke can launcher you had. Like, oh, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called a uh, it's called a can cannon. Yeah, <laughs> and what do you use it for? Whatever you want. <laughs> the, on the box, it says "Awesomeness has arrived." Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> it sounds awesome. No, it's but uh, you can't just shoot it like shoot a can of beer to a friend of it's it's going at a pretty. F- if your friend was a long way away, okay. you probably could. Um, right. No, it, it's. I mean, it can be dangerous. It would seriously hurt somebody. But uh, yeah, it will it will heave a uh, a a full can of beverage of choice a very very long way. There are guys out there, women. I know you think, and and there are guys. The difference between men and women is is there are guys out there who look at objects and go, I wonder if I could make a weapon that fire this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. I think it's time to go blow something up. We'll be right back. Tony Ashcraft, Adam Smasher in the studio talking guns. And Tony took me on my uh, my first uh, uh, range experience with some full, uh, fully automatic weapons yeah. last week, and it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. We um, so the Glock that we have the uh, the full auto Glock 17 is a select fire weapon, so you can put it back to semi auto. But the uh, you, you guys will see in the video um, we have it in a Aroni. That's an R O N I, 
Uh, Isn't that a Bobby Brown song? Romy? Yeah, yeah. Or is that New Edition? No, I don't that's. A, I think it's is it New Edition? And I don't. And I asked why they call it a Roni, and you you didn't. No, know. I, I don't know. I actually don't know. I hmm. thought it stood for something, but it, maybe it does. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's called a Roni, and it is a. It's basically a shell that's shaped like a a PDW. That's a personal defense weapon, Adam. Okay. Um, and so the Glock. Mounts. I had a friend who had PDW. Really? Came back from Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> Did he get help? Yes, he did. That's outstanding. Uh, so PDW, personal defense weapon. So it's it's kind of that style. So it's a it's a submachine gun uh, type. It's a small rapid fire, small caliber. You know, in the vein of like a uh, an MP5 or a uh, a vector, something like that. Now he eloquently explained that weapon. I I, I my take on it when when we were shooting was like, oh, it's like a gun transformer. You know, it tra- yeah. takes a handgun and it transforms it. You know, yep, transforms it. Into into a handgun with a with a stock on it. Yes, that's essentially what it goes to. But it does make it a little bit easier to uh, to shoulder. I can't remember. Did you did you shoot it out of the? Uh, out yeah, of the Roni? I did. And I had I went I I woke up the next morning and my I had like red like you know blood vessels on my on my shoulder from from the gun kicking. I mean, it didn't hurt. Maybe hurt a little bit. Man, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope so because I was about to call your wife and no. I was gonna. You know, I think there's an extra tube of Vagisil in there in the, bra- <laughs> in the green room that you could Why use. Why is put there on. Vagisil in our green room? Because you work here. All right, okay. Ah, uh, no, but yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I, I. That was. Um, that was the first one that we shot, I believe, or was it the AR? I uh, don't remember. No, we went to the. Uh, we did the. Uh, we did the Roni first, okay, yeah. and then we went to the uh, to the G9, okay. the AR, and then um, I think back to the Roni, and then to the to the G17 in pistol form. So it's a lot different in pistol form than it is on the shoulder. Absolutely, a it's a totally lot. different gun. Yeah, it's completely different. Um, a, a good bit harder to control. Now imagine that same gun. Um, people listening will know what I'm talking about, but you're going to give me that same look. That you've given me the whole show is I don't know what. Are the you going to get a bunch no, of letters I, and numbers? I, and stuff? Yes, I am. I am. Okay, exactly right. what I'm doing. So the Beta C Mag, it is a uh, it's a hundred round drum that the fits good old the, Beta C, the right? Good old Beta C. Uh, so can you can imagine a hundred round drum wow. hanging off of the uh, the end of this fully automatic Glock 17? So what happens is the um, the drum it sort of has two two sort of snail looking curls on the side of it 50 rounds on each side but mm-hmm. they feed in through the center and normally when you would grip a handgun you use you know two hands you right. know heel thumb over thumb um but with the beta c mag on there you can only get one hand on there because there's not enough room for you to get two hands on there so you have to hold it with your strong hand or your trigger finger you have to use the other hand to support the bottom of the beta c mag so that you can hold the gun up because with 100 rounds of nine millimeter plus the magazine plus the gun uh, you know, I don't know how much it weighs, but it's probably a good four or five pounds. But the crazy thing is, you know how fast that thing shoots. So imagine this. You've got a a four or five pound object in your hands. Your hands are extended out from your body as far as they can be. But as you shoot, that wants to go up. And as it wants to go up, you want to bring it back down. But as you bring it back down, it gets lighter because it's emptying. Mm-hmm. So to try to control that through a whole hundred round thing um, in an indoor range can be a little bit challenging not not a big deal. i mean a guy like me could do it you i don't know come on it looks like me when i'm pissing i i <laughs> i <laughs> oh my god well right. um i how much do you weigh uh 220 Two, okay well i'm about 250 so i still i think i could take you you probably 
probably good. No, I could. You're probably good. I, you know, I'm a lot older than you, though. Uh, not that much. No, I'm a, I'm like 11 years older than. Oh you. well, there you go. Yeah. So I, I'm the I'm, I'm the guy. Easy. I'm the dad who, uh, and I knew I was gonna love this because I'm the dad who. When my kids wanted some Nerf guns for Christmas, of course, they didn't ask for this one, but they, I got got them a few, but they I got them the big mega with the, you know, you put in like the, with the 30, drum. Yes, with the drum. <laughs> awesome. Exactly. And yeah. boy, that is, it is great. Oh, man. It is great. Yeah, my uh, uh, my son, Carter, has a, ner- a bolt Nerf action gun nice. with a scope on it. <laughs> so he's all like, he's cocking it back and I'm getting him, I'm like... <sighs> It's is it po- and how old is you? you have a six-year-old right yeah he's six that's what my it, wife says anyway wouldn't it just be the funniest thing if he got a little bit older and decided he isn't into hunting and guns and stuff and he wants to do like you know theater or or you know something uh, oh um, yeah that would be hilarious adam oh my thank god, you god that would be so funny so that no. would be so funny <laughs> Oh man! But it would it would suck because uh, because this is something. This is another good thing. I I I can see that you not only have it with your with your son, but your girls too. This is something that that you guys can do together. Exactly. You know, and uh, as as a family, and uh, and I think that's cool. No, it is, and uh, we don't get to do it as often as we would like to. But um, when the opportunity arises, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes the girls, they're, they're, they're teenage ish. So 13, right. 14, they're like, well, yeah, I guess I'll go. But coming back, boom, smiles are plenty. You know, oh, yeah. they're, they're digging it. They're yeah. digging it. Like it's not that big a deal, but once they go, they, they, they love it. No, it is a lot of fun and it gives me an opportunity to, to sort of demonstrate what we've went over verbally and to see if the girls are practicing what I've taught them, you know, if right. they're, if they're acting in a, in a safe and proficient manner. And that makes me feel like, Hey, you know, at least they're listening to a couple of things I say. See, I'm jealous. Cause I don't have that one thing to share. I mean, I could tell them, I can tell my kids how to like, you know, tell boner jokes or something like that, but I don't have that, that thing we can do together. You know, we can tell boner jokes together. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I had my seven year old here with me and did a show with me one time, uh, uh, last, maybe it was two, a couple months ago. And it was cool to have him a part of something that I really loved and I was into same, same goes, goes yeah. for this, you know, I think that's cool. Yeah, no, I think that, um, uh, that, that's an important part of, of being a parent is, um, you know, not necessarily impressing things that, you know, you, you know, every parent wants their kid to kind of grow up like they did, you know, right. do, do what I did. But, you know, at the same time, um, if there's something that you're passionate about, something that you're genuine about, something that you really love, like my dad was, a uh, before he passed away, he was a, he was a big, big hunter. I mean, he did, I mean, like old school walking through the woods hunting and that was never my thing, but I'll never forget going with him right. and I'll never forget those experiences and, and shooting for the first time and, you know, learning how to, you know, to, to get a scope dialed in and to talk, yeah, just all the things, all that stuff comes back to me all the time. And now his, uh, his gun is sitting in my gun safe. My dad's favorite thing to do when when I was a kid was ignore me. So oh oh yeah. Well, congratulations. Wah, 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 wah. We don't have a sound effect, so I brought oh, some. Well. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on the show, dude. I appreciate. Well, it. hey, thanks for being on the show. Um, so you can catch Adam's show here. Uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, four to six. So tomorrow, four to six and uh, Friday as well. Oh, and, um, I host a nineties alternative rock show, two hours of like grunge music. So 
Sweet. Boom. Well, all right. Hey, join us again next Tuesday. You guys be armed, be smart, be safe. We'll see you next week. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio.